are now listening to the Dream Deferred Podcast, a production of Atlas, a community and social design agency powered by the few for the many. When I first met Kelly Lemon, uh, I was really intrigued by the Creative Mornings RVA talk she was giving. Wow, it kind of seems like all our guests started at Creative Mornings. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> but when I first met her, um, I was had a little bit of a starstruck moment because the speech she was giving um, was not only extraordinary to me because of the subject material, but because she was, to me, the first uh, person of color that I had seen on that stage. And for me, that was very powerful as somebody who had been on the board pushing for us to have somebody of color, somebody of substance, and somebody who wasn't, you know, living out their dreams thanks to the help of uh, mommy and daddy's pocketbook to come up and tell people what Richmond life was really like and how it is now and how it's going forward. So when Kelly gave her talk about uh, on the theme of mystery and talked about question marks and it really resonated with me because of the, the question, why? And so during this particular episode, you will hear us add a, ask a lot of questions about why, but also try to figure out some more of Kelly's whys. And so, Kelly, it's so nice to have you on our show today. How Thank you, you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm good. I'm good. So you have 50 billion things <laughs> under on your business card. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to put some in the intro, but... I feel like I wouldn't do you justice. <laughs> so if you could tell us like a little bit about what those things are. Yeah, well, um, I say that I'm a self-proclaimed um, social entrepreneur or um, like social consultant. And when I first um, started using that word, like nobody was really using a social entrepreneur. Um, but then people started using it for social justice and social peace. Like they were being, you know, advocates for things. And I was like, nah, I mean fun. You know, when I say social, I mean like where we partying, where we drinking, where we eating at, what game we watching, um, and, and how to connect people in those areas. And looking back over like everything I've done, um, it just seemed like food, sports, arts, and education just kept like having this central theme. Um, and so... Anyway, to make a long story short, I am the owner of Urban Hang Suite, which is a social cafe um, in downtown Richmond that is only like 45 days open. Um, I am I own my my own brand, which is Like the Fruit, which is all my hosting and um, kind of like urban event creation stuff um, and what I kind of put out there on social media. Um, I am co-owner of Coffee with Strangers, which is a podcast that I have co-produced with Matt Pachilli about um, some of the dope stuff that's going on in Richmond and how people are living the city. Not about what they do, but how they live it um, and how they've made this city theirs. Um, <clears throat> and then I am um, co-owner, um, well, tri-owner of Richmond, well, Virginia Black Restaurant Experience, which is um, an initiative that... Uh, uh, two other women and I uh, kind of created to just kind of talk about the disparities in hospitality when it comes to especially black owned mm-hmm. um, not just talking about southern soul food just about black owned um, uh, food trucks uh, caterers, chefs just kind of how they just kind of get um, 
you know, kind of left off to the side a little bit. Pushed away. Yeah. Um, and so we created that because of that. And then a new thing that I haven't really talked about, but it's, it, it'll start to get a little bit of buzz as uh, soon as I'm a, a co-owner of um, a CBD oil that is about to come out. Oh, uh, hold that up. Is, that is women-owned, um, Richmond-made. Um, you might know, actually, the woman that's making it. Um, and But I'm gonna we're going to release that um a little bit later in 2019, but it's called Dominion Fruit. And um, my partner in that, you know, we really wanted it to be good mm -hmm. and we wanted it to be in coffee and tea and olive oil and all the ways that people can cook and, and do stuff with it. So, um, and now that Virginia seems to be turning the corner a little bit faster. Uh, yeah, like we're like, oh no, wait, we're a little late because we've been talking, I mean, we've been planning it all summer. Um, and so we're kind of like, dang, now people are moving faster than what we thought. We thought we had some time. So that should be coming out. So those are, oh, wait, and I'm on Radio 1. I'm on Radio 1 Richmond, right? Stop, yeah, right? yeah. Um, I am um, weekends on KISS and iPower, but I'm part-time on uh, Radio 1 Richmond. I think that's it. I, I sit on a couple boards, but. How do you do all these things? Now I do it all because I say no to things I don't want to do. Um, and everything I do literally is something that I like. You know, like, it is the worst to, you know, do something, you know, uh, that you just don't really want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I think what we do a lot is make excuses mm -hmm. to why we didn't want to do something instead of just being like, nope, don't want to do it. You know, like, I, I, today I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get motivated and, you know, I just people that I knew that I had to meet today, I just called and was like, not today. My mojo's not right. I'm in a little bit of a funk. You know, mm -hmm. I want to take this day to do me. And I think that that's how I do it all is the things that you want to do will fuel you to just get it done. Mm -hmm. And you'll just stop doing things that kind of just don't make sense. So, so when you talk a lot about all the things you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and particularly why you're doing them, um, the, the euphemism, for the culture, just mm -hmm. jumps to my head. Yeah, but I think a lot of people so that they confuse what exactly is good for the culture, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're just doing things. Oh, you know, like I just uh, I, I, I twerked on somebody, like mm -hmm. and did all types of crazy stuff mm -hmm. for the culture. Yeah, this, that's not necessarily good for the culture. Nah, that's not for the culture. Like you know, like that's. You know, I think that's the the growth of it is you'll know when you're doing it for the culture. You'll know when you're seeing a difference. Like you twerking in the club affected nobody. Right. You know, like maybe that dude that got like five seconds of it or that girl that got five <laughs> seconds of it, but it, it didn't affect anybody. For the culture is when I'm sitting in the hang suite and um, there's this table of white men and they are comfortable enough to me to say that they had an aha moment when they were in there and they were like, yo, oh, I get this, Kelly. This is bigger than this just being a coffee shop. Y'all don't have coffee shops. Mm. <laughs> Wait, Kelly, you've created a place for y'all to come. Like, I mean, like I watched these guys kind of this light bulb go off and be like, you have an opportunity to create something for your people and that's what you did. And you gave them a comfortable space and you did it in Jackson Ward. And, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you got it. And that's for the culture. That's, you know, doing something that can affect other people outside of your race to want to be intrigued and learn more and really, really find out, you know, what you're doing. Um, I think that's for the culture. I think that 
everything that I've read and all the work of yours that I've seen and listened to, mm. um, it's all about fostering this environment mm. that kind of starts the conversation, but also is just comfortable, mm. which I think a lot of people are kind of shying away from nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you come up with the idea? Like, what was your aha moment, moment that was like, this is what is going to pull some people together, start a conversation, mm-hmm. be a good starting point. Because I think what you did with the Urban Hanging Suite is such an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like such a simple thing on its face, but it's real, like you said, it's bigger than just a coffee shop. Yeah. So kind of, what, what was your process? I think I had to look back, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, look at kind of the, where, I, where, it, how it all happened and where it came from. It's so weird, y'all. Like, I, you know, you're going to laugh, you know, 10 years from now, and you're like, ah, that's why he did that. And when I say he, you know, she, the Lord, whatever, you know, God, whatever you may um, say, that's why it's kind of all set in stone. And so looking back at where I went to high school and, you know, kind of the, the environments that I was forced into and then, you know, being in these all white environments, but trying to find Richmond and then to come into Richmond on the weekends and learn, you know, more culture, especially, um, again, some background. I went to Atley High School. My parents tricked me. They said we were coming to Richmond and we were in Hanover and I was like, where the hell are we? So every weekend I would try to figure out how to get on Broad Street. So Broad Street, Parham, um, Parham Road and Midlothian Turnpike were the three streets that I, I thought took me to blackness, mm-hmm. right? And so I would get on those streets. I would meet people. I worked at the Foot Locker at Virginia Center Commons. Um, I was the only black cheerleader, so when we played Armstrong, Kennedy, um, you know, Highland Springs, and Henrico, and they're all like, whoa, wait, yo, we see you in the club on Fridays. Wait, you go to Atlee? You That's know, crazy, like, right? and it was, and then for my Atlee classmates to go, Kelly, don't talk to them. You know, Kelly, oh my God, you're talking to them. And I'm like, yo, did you not look and see that I'm black? Like, <laughs> did you miss that memo? Like, yes, I'm going to talk to them. Don't, you know, and then sometimes they'd be scared, like, whoa, wait a minute, the only little black girl is coming over here to talk to us. But it built this weird best of both worlds. So when I got to UVA, I was already ready for whatever challenges were there. And then when I um, came back to VCU and then VCU was so black, it just, it just all mixed in together. Um, and so I think that the the thing w- with students and being able to engage in students and pulling out conversations with students as I had to do with my job at VCU and student activities and creating events and creating traditions. <clears throat> and if you know VCU, they were very, very strategic about um, having a diverse student population. Mm-hmm. So again, I had to talk to all these people um, and I had to be comfortable with whether or not I got a no, whether or not they didn't want to talk to me, they were uncomfortable talking to me, the racism in it all. And it just didn't kill me. You know, like I used to say, but did you die? And if you didn't mm-hmm. die, then I could keep it moving. So two things happened. Number one, um, because of um, me being on TV and radio, starting a podcast where I'm talking to strangers, mm-hmm. right you here. know, that right there, you know, like is was enough to be like, okay, I'm making this connection with this person. And then after I've made that connection, then I can say, oh, have you met? So-and-so, and then it was kind of like, oh, Kelly Lemon told me to talk to you. So it was a little bit of ease, especially if they were very um, different people but had some similarities. 
the aha moment of all aha moments. I was sitting at the bar at Mama J's. I'll never forget it. Right after um, that president was elected. And we, I mean, like, it was bad in there. Like, everybody was on the, we, you didn't know what to say. Any white person that came in, you kind of looked at them funny. All of a sudden, the bar was full. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And I'm at the bar, and this dude sits beside me, and, you know, we're not paying attention to each other at all. And a Michael Jackson song comes on, and instantly both of us are in a groove. Mm-hmm. So it leaded, I, I forgot who said what to who first, but it leaded into a conversation based off of the song that was on the radio. And again, I would have never talked to him, he would have never talked to me, but music at that moment put us in a comfort. I don't know if he voted for Trump, he doesn't know who I voted for. And again, I found out where he went to school, I told him some places to try, you know, like it was it just leading into a conversation. So I was like, wow, does, what are leading people to talk to each other? You know, like what is that com- comfort zone? And it's food, sports, arts, and education. If you can, you can find a, a, a similarity in one of those four things with anybody. Right. Um, and because of that, I was like, why don't? Where's where's that place? Where does that happen? What are we doing business wise and small business um, owners wise in Richmond? If we're so local and we're, you know, all about this diversity and this, you know, shiny RVA, and I don't want to get into that because that's a whole nother podcast. Um, then what are we doing to represent that? And that's how I, in a roundabout long story, I think that's how I got to it. I got comfortable with talking to people. I got a podcast that forced me to talk about people and about Richmond. And then it just opened up the doors for some brick and mortar. I think that's a great idea, though. A coffee shop is, in a many ways, it's a bridge. You know, mm-hmm. you get stuck sitting next to somebody for five minutes while you're waiting on your latte, and you can start a conversation. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah. And in a way, not to try to overplay it, but it's kind of groundbreaking, mm-hmm. I think, what you're doing. We have a million coffee shops in Richmond, but yours stands out. Somebody said, I'm the first coffee shop to have TVs. I think you are. I'm and I never sure even thought about that like that. Like, I'm pretty sure you are. Like, I was like, Brewers? I was like, hey, does AJ have a TV? No, no but, but the music is always on. That's and true. so you're always in the vibe of the music. Lamplighter, too. They always have some playlist go- going. Yeah, yeah, whether or not they're playing the records or not. Yeah. I was like, does Lyft have one? No. Nope. It's just you. Mm-hmm. I'm completely but, mind Yeah, <laughs> Which offers more conversation. Because up front, I don't know if y'all have noticed, because I know you've been there, but up front is the news. Right. Have you ever right. noticed I keep the news right. on up front as much as possible? In the back, I try to keep on some sort of entertainment, right. unless somebody asks to change the, to- um, the, the, the station. And I also um, make sure that it's very different news. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll be ESPN. I know mo- most people are like, well, is that news? Yeah, sports news, <laughs> sports information. Yes. Um, and then um, Fox. I try to keep Fox on and like I hear the rumbles in there and then again it starts a conversation conversation. because they're like Kelly oh my god I can't believe you got Fox on in here and I'm like yo if we don't watch Fox how we know what they doing right you got to keep your enemies close you know what I'm saying and no 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 disrespect to CNN but sometimes I'll be like really y'all like y'all are too yeah y'all are too much you know like so, so yeah, so I think that, um, like you said, conversation is, is happening in, in different ways. And I think people that come to coffee shops are looking for that. It's okay to ear hustle. 
right. in the Urban Hang Suite. And it's okay to not be quiet mm-hmm. in the Urban Hang Suite. I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, I gotta be quiet here. People's over, over there working. <laughs> right. But sometimes that's the juice that you need. You know, like you might want to hear what other people have going on or struggles or, or goals or, you know, the highs or lows and it might motivate you to do something else. That's so... I'm still stuck off the TV part. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And the playlist is, um, Lonnie, starting in 2019, is going to curate the playlist. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that we have, you know, some some serious stuff going on. Right, Because right now it's just, you know, Spotify, you know, um, that we just we play. and It's always good. It is. Right. It is. But I'm, I'm a big stickler on, um, you know, curse words and, uh-huh. you know, another whole podcast. I don't like the N-word. I don't like it to be used at all. Um, and so I can't hold my staff not accountable for right. the fact that they use it and they, you know, they love it in the music. I just don't want it in the suite. And, you know, that is one thing that I wanted to bring up too. You clearly have this great attention to detail um, in a way that doesn't come off neurotic like some people's attention to detail does, but just more in a way of like when you walk into the Urban Hang Suite, you can see that somebody put so much thought into it, mm-hmm. and it's the little things, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the most amazing part about the shop, and kind of everything that you do, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> everything has this energy, like, it's cared for, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. Where does that come from? You know, yeah. a lot of people, they don't have that, so where yeah. did that come from? Like, I'm, I don't know, like, that's interesting that you, I don't, no one's ever kind of, like, asked me where, what it what it's rooted from, um, my friends say it best and I finally got them out of my living room, (laughs) you know, and they, because it was, as I, me and my boyfriend started to get kind of closer, he was like, I love your girlfriends, but is it every Friday night they're on the couch with wine? You know, like, and I think that I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's not every Friday night that they need to be here. And so I, I, I think I thought about your favorite lounge or your favorite living room and how comfortable you would be if your coffee shop had a living room, you yeah. know? Um, and so um, I think that, Everything in there is things I would want, mm-hmm. you know, to see visually or feel. Um, and to be honest, y'all, like, I go in there sometimes now and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for me and daddy to hit 2.0. Like, when we hit 2.0 and we change some things around, we need blankies. We need comfortable socks, you know, like, little stuff like that. We need more TV trays. There's not enough room over here. Um, you know, um, so I think that that... Everything was kind of dreamt about, and that's, it took a year. That's why it took a year. If I had went with the original architect plans or the original design plans, it would not have looked like it did. Right. And um, again, back to faith. Um, you know, I prayed about, all right, Lord, what is this supposed to look like, and show it to me. And he did. Like he, I keep saying he, and I don't, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't, no, I, I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but I mean, he really did. He really, really was like, this is what you're supposed to be blessing others with yeah that's amazing yeah it's weird y'all it's weird you know like this is a different kelly though like i gotta state that this is a this is an almost 43 year old like in a different headspace kelly um when i first thought about what um you know my life would look like you Mm -hmm. you know 
33-year-old and 30-year-old Kelly just had a whole different vision. And it's, it's interesting to fall into your purpose and your plan and, you know, then, and let things pay you that you love, you know, like, so she, she's a totally different person. So what did that other person look like? Like, what were you doing um, at the she was She was yes to everything. She was out all night. She didn't care um, if she talked to her family, if she talked to her friends, if, you know, a man, please forget it. I don't have time for it. I'm, I'm doing me, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I was really selfish in my go-getter, um, which was which was the grind that set me up but it was i mean it was a i don't care about nobody but that dollar you know like i would go from working at vcu at nine o'clock to going to mama j's until 10 o'clock and then probably hitting the club um and and bartending or hosting until 2 a.m and then repeat you know like that yeah that 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 wore me out but it taught me a lot too though you know i'd do it again but it wore me out i'm a different I'm, I'm older so how did you end up resting i think a lot of our listeners don't they, they think that the grind is it's non-stop mm-hmm. but they get burned out before they even yeah. you know really hit any hit, hit anything worthwhile yeah um and they don't know that rest is very important to get to the next step yeah in order to be able to face your next challenge mentors mentors uh and mentors you know and somebody that's did it already i always tell somebody if you have a job or something that you want and someone else is already doing that get as close to that person as possible be as annoying to that person as possible (laughs) and one of the things that um i felt like i had i had a a mentor in all um the different fields that i was in and in Mm self-care kept coming up and then um you know i talk about it so <clears throat> and then when I couldn't understand my blue days and my sad days and what that was. And so my therapist <laughs> eventually was like, girl, that's called depression. That's what that's called. Let me let me show you this chart. This is where you fall way up here. Um, and uh, to kind of say, whoa, can't do that. Um, and then watching people die um, for things that could have had a little bit of control especially as we get older stress-related heart attacks and things like that and I think that I was just like nah I can't you can't live like that um, and so I think the way where I get my rest is trying to at least put the phone down and disconnect and get in the bed you yeah. know like I'm a coucher you know like I love the couch you know and but I'm a big uh, ritual person of getting in the bed and then making up the bed so that when I get back in it, it's brand new again for me. So I think that's kind of little things that people might not think about as rest, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a it's a ritual of relaxation and habit so mm-hmm. that it kind of calms me down. So were you once you had that rest, right? Yeah. Why entrepreneurism rather than kind of. I didn't want to work for anybody else, man. Like, I think I was, I think I was over being, you know, somebody else being, telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you know, by no means am I not humble enough to not, you know, take orders or mm-hmm. be able be a team player or something like that. But, like, I think I was just tired of living out somebody else's dream. dream. Um, you know, whether that would be um, 
um, uh, uh, VCU and building their whole, you know, traditions and student affairs program um, and helping them, you know, make students stay on campus to, you know, Mama J's and making sure it's a household brand. Um, you know, even down to, um, you know, what I was doing, you know, when I was hosting gigs, you know, on the side and stuff, it was somebody else hiring me mm-hmm. to do that. Um, or the radio, you know, telling me I had to do it. And so I think it was just time for me to kind of just be my own and build my own. Does that get you out of bed every morning or is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I can say this now, working at VCU did not get me out of bed. Yeah. Mama J's, there was, there was a point where I wasn't getting out of bed and that's, mm-hmm. that was my indicator. That was my, I, I don't want to do this no more life. Mm-hmm. Um, and silently, one of the reasons why <clears throat> Urban Hank Suite is an LLC in a business and not just kind of like a, a little dream or a little hobby because you know, I can I can hire people to run it. I can hire people to execute my vision for that, um, and then me still be Kelly Lemon in the streets and and go do all these other things. Like I don't have to be at Urban Hang Suite all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it will still do what it needs to do, um, but at the same time, I do realize that a lot of it is me, and a lot of people want to see me there. So it's kind of like that part time job that I pop into. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break really quick. Once we get back, we'll cover some other topics that might go a little bit deeper than mm-hmm. they have right now. Uh, stay tuned. We'd like to thank Keller Wilson for providing the original sounds for this podcast. Follow him on Instagram at Keller Wilson Design or view his website by going to KellerWilson.com. That's K-E-L-L-O-R Wilson. We'll be back in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back uh, with Kelly Lemon for the second segment of The Dream Deferred. Kelly, you said something interesting earlier. Mm -hmm. You said shiny... RVA. Yeah. Um, I myself have been a pretty big proponent on my blog and social media about how our RVA and Richmond are two very different things. Very. And I think both of us living in Richmond uh, for a significant amount of time have seen the change mm-hmm. um, that Richmond has undergone to become RVA. While some are in favor of it to the point that they have the bumper stickers on their cars, on their bikes, on their babies. Um <laughs> I more so myself have continued, I I don't use RVA, Mm -hmm. I I say Richmond Mm -hmm. um, all the time Mm -hmm. because I need people to know what exactly I'm talking about and exactly where I come from. Um, And I was just wondering what you meant by it. I toss it up. I will say this probably again, 10 years ago, Kelly, RVA was like my thing, you know, like I was big RVA, Miss RVA, you know. Um, until I realized how much of those that um, I was talking to about RVA had never been to parts of Richmond. Right. And it just bothered me. And um, I don't know if you know Scott Wayne. Mm. Um, I think you think he used to be with Frontier Project. And anyway, it was uh, something for RVA Chamber or um, for Retail Merchant Association. One of them, anyway, he was speaking at it. And I, I hope that this speech is out there somewhere because I want to replay it. But he is from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that he was very frustrated about is um, the first of some of the blacks on his staff, or and especially the men. And one of the things he said was that um, 
he was talking to um, uh, one of the uh, a black man on his staff and he was just surprised that the dude was so surprised that he was talking to him, like first off, and then that he was gonna keep him on staff and that, you know, that he was gonna promote him in the job. It was something to that issue and, that, and how shocked the black dude was and he could not understand that um, at all. Um, and then he said, but then he realized that there are some people that work in office buildings downtown but live in gated communities over mm -hmm. south side that take the interstate and go from one garage to the next garage and never see mm -hmm. the fact that richmond public schools is the way that it is there's not affordable housing we have food deserts and our transportation sucks mm -hmm. you know like and when he said it like, I think I was the only person to stand up in the room and clap. And then I hit one of those moments, like, I had to look around, like, oh, wait, we ain't in church. Like, we're at, a, we're at an actual event, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I can't do that. But I started to pay attention, and I started to ask my non-black friends about certain places in Richmond. Mm -hmm. They had no idea about them. And I was like, do you realize there's no grocery store over north side, south side, east end, or some parts of the west end? And they were like, what? <laughs> like, what do you What do you mean, Kelly? No, you go to Wegmans. No, you don't go to just Wegmans. There's, how do these people get there? You know, they're like, what do you think? Get in their car and they go, no, y'all, they don't have cars. Like, what do you mean people don't have cars? Have you ever been to the courts? What do you mean, the federal court buildings? No, the pride, the <laughs> neighborhood, the courts. Like, I mean, do you know what Gilpin Court is? Oh, is that that thing that's right there that VCU's about to buy? Ah! <laughs> you know, like, it was just real mind-boggling uh, to me. And for me to strategically purchase a house on north side of Richmond when you just didn't buy a house in north, in north side, side of Richmond. Richmond, you know, I knew then that um, I, I didn't really care if the neighborhood changed. I was in love with the neighborhood. I was mm -hmm. in love with the blackness. I was in love with the history, you know. And... I'm not sad about the changes. I'm sad about the conversation mm -hmm. and the changes, you know. Um, and so saying that, I just, I think that we need to understand Richmond before we can even start to promote our RVA. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's such a commercial, RVA's commercial. That's, that's the brand, like you said, that's the bumper sticker. That's the short way of saying things. But that is by no means Richmond. Um, no, literally, it yeah. was created and... By VCU, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it, is, it is a branding construct, which I think is what makes it really difficult for people to get to know the city. RVA only wants you to know parts mm -hmm. of the city, mm -hmm. mainly VCU. Mm -hmm. They want you to know the short pump. They want you to know the fan, yeah. specifically Monument Avenue. They want you to know the list. Right. right. Anything that is list-worthy, you know, like... The craft beers, the food, the mm -hmm. park system, like, and, and, the river. <clears throat> yeah, and the, my new challenge is when, I, when someone asks me, um, okay, about, um, well, what things there, there are to do in RVA, um, I say, well, how uncomfortable are you willing to get in Richmond? <laughs> you know, like, that's my response. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, cause I can show you all the shiny stuff. This on Broad Street, I'm trying not to curse, um, period. Um, <clears throat> but, like, you you want to go in Richmond? Like, cause I can show you some things, you know, in Richmond. Um, and so, anyway, going back to your original question, uh, 
I was okay with it because I saw how it was changing and helping Richmond grow and make these lists. And I thought that I wanted us to be on this map. Now that we're there, I kind of want to take a step back for those that are moving into Richmond mm -hmm. to look at it differently. Look at the, the history. Look how far we've come. Mm -hmm. Talk to some of the, the people that are here. But the people that are here, let's do a little bit of progression and change. So Kelly, I'd vote for you for next. Yeah, never. Never right. run. We'll but never if, run. I did. keep saying never, right? I don't want, mm -mm. I don't like it. Um, like, I'm really upset about our leadership um, and our active um, advocates mm -hmm. and what we're fighting and arguing about right now. Like, mm -hmm. it's important, but I also don't like it. To me, it just seems real harsh yeah. and mean mm -hmm. versus no these are the things we need to fix let's mm -hmm. vote fix it right now it's name calling and backstabbing and bribing and behind the scenes stuff like it's just and a lot of the issues aren't they're not split they're not let's have a conversation it's black and white yeah or this or that and that's it it's not it's very uh what's the word i'm looking for I, I don't have it for you because I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's very petty. You yeah. know, it's, it, it's no one's interested in compromise, really, which is, and I think that that's why some of the more, the, the local activists, not the people who are in the political system, but I think that that's why they get frustrated because they are willing to compromise. Mm -hmm. They're These are the people sitting down with VCU and say, hey, maybe buy this building instead of this, this one. Yeah. And, um, but I think that that's a big issue in RBA, which is probably why he's saying that you, he would vote for you because yeah. we do... As much as people like you don't want to do it, we need more people who would be willing to be the the white flag, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the middle and kind of say, hey, let's talk about this and compromise, which is what politics mm -hmm. is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think right. that, and, and so how much can I do that off the seat? Right. But, you know, and if, if that's more important, and I know some other people that are out there that don't, and, and are not going for political positions because they do want to kind of be that person that's like, come, like, really? Like, you didn't even think about this. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, I don't know, y'all. It's like right now, and I hope, I'm trying to like talk in circles a little <laughs> bit without like calling things directly out, but like, yes, we gotta fix our schools, mm -hmm. yes. But if you are for the meals tax, doesn't mean that you're, or against the meals tax, didn't mean that you weren't against the schools or didn't mean that you were for the schools. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I almost think sometimes we set something up so wrong. Right. Like, you know, we got these, it could be so great, but we just set it up wrong. So mm -hmm. then both sides are just like. Unhappy, yeah. Yeah, we just throw our hands up like that. You know, like from some of this, these new projects that, you know, are, you know, coming up the way, like. I just hope that we can figure out a, a, a happy place right. to talk about them. You know, like every not everybody's going to be happy with the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yes, this probably costs us money. You know, like you know, but long run, our kids. You know, like even down to how they're going, what we're passing down to them. You know, mm -hmm. like if the money and if the money can or if the money can't go towards the schools, but then what are they learning in the fight? Like, what are they learning in the wealth? What are they learning in the knowledge that it might be a little bit more valuable than to see us fighting and fussing um, about something that is ultimately going to change their future? So when you think about futures, yeah. what what do you want to see? And I guess that's why I originally said I would vote for you for yeah. mayor. Yeah. 
I, I want to know. I want to see an inclusive rich man. You know, what like, does that look like I don't know, and I don't know where it is, and I, you know, like. <laughs> The running joke is sometimes I walk into some of the bars in the fan and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, here. I'm here and I'm hugging everybody and everybody in there knows me. But then, then the next little black girl that walks in, y'all will treat like trash because mm. you don't know her. And so then what is my what does that mean for me? Does that mean that now I got to introduce you to all the black folks and let y'all know that that black person is cool? You know, then versus the my white friends that are like, can I come to Ardenoise? I'm like, really? Like, did the sign say black only? You know, like, why? You know, and so then do I gotta bring y'all on stage and say, hey Ardenoise, here's the white folks that like hip hop. You know, like, don't be mean to them. Like, that is not my job. That is not my duty. But tag on it, I want to see it. You know, like, I, I I hate going down First Friday's art walk and and seeing the pockets, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. if I could create a sticker the same way that the um, LGBTQ um, community, I hope I got all the letters in there because I don't want to offend anybody with that too, um, community or the breastfeeding community, you know, you put that stamp on the door, that community is welcome in that business. Right. I want a human sticker that says, if you're human, <laughs> you can walk to these doors and we're going to talk to each other and you're going to feel comfortable. No one is going to judge you. Um, by anything, your class, your race, your beliefs, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and and what does that mean? And I swear, if I can if I can figure it out, I will. I mean, that's what I want to see for Richmond: an inclusive, an inclusive city. So when we talk about inclusion, I think part of the reason we started this podcast was because we weren't seeing a lot of inclusion when it came to entrepreneurism in Richmond. Mm -hmm. When you think mm -hmm. of like the big quote unquote name companies. In Richmond, uh, I won't shout any out, but I'll yeah. say I did work for some of them. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't have black heads. No, you don't see a lot of black folks getting supported in any of the incubators or startup spaces, um, and you certainly don't see black people being able to afford space on Broad Street. So one, <laughs> kudos to you for Thank being you. able to pull that off. But yeah. we don't have. And let me. Let's also not now. This is odd for me to say, but I have to say it. I, I pulled it off, but I also I gotta still need support though. Yeah, right. you know, Most I definitely. still need people to come in there. Like, so you can keep pulling it off. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that unfortunately we do do sometimes is be like, oh, she must be rich. She done opened up a store. You know, like she about to get paid. No, how it works, people. No, like. No, like I don't even know how much besides opening up the bank account and being like, no, to show y'all, <laughs> like it is not happening that way. You know, again, Kelly Lemon still has to work off the side of her desk. Like that's a business. I'm not getting paid off of that. So saying all that to say I didn't have, like they can call daddy and them or mm -hmm. they have access to credit or access to loan or resources. You were a little bit blown, but when we were talking about, um, people were like, who is your contractor? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my dad. And they were like, what? And I was like, my money that I pulled from my retirement from VCU that I got all the supplies and stuff from and hired an assistant from my dad. And my dad loves me. So yes, you know, he didn't, he didn't charge me, you know, but I'm taking care of things for him. Um, that's what happened and there was no re I learned I did this all by trial and error you mm -hmm. know Lester Johnson thank you very much for giving me the the first bit of knowledge I needed from Mama J's thank you Kendra Feather for being a dope woman that owns the hottest restaurants in Richmond to tell me that I can do it 
um, and having those two mentors kind of say it was going to be all right mm -hmm. and that I wasn't going to die, that was that was pretty much it. To hear people say that he had been inspired, AJ Brewer was the first person to say Kelly documented all. Mm. Don't not tell every piece of this. And I was like, no, nah, AJ, I don't want them to see it till it's finished. You know, like, and I didn't want to, I didn't want people to think that I was bragging or anything like that. And when I took what he said and I put the the failures in it, mm. that's when people were like, ooh, let's go, Kelly. Keep going, Kelly. Keep, you know, I was, there was parts where I was like, this ain't gonna happen. I'm, it's, it's, it's not going, like, I'm about to be a radio station. Lonnie, what's up? We got to, you know, like, we about to go after Radio 1 or something. I don't know. But um, no, it was it was me being able to be transparent and now hearing the people say that inspired them. Like that's a little bit of a drive now to be like, oh, okay, so what can we do next? Or, or what's inspiring you? So let me let me introduce you to this person or that person that can help you. So how do we get more of you? You know what I mean? Like how do we get more black entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who need everybody to know that it's not easy for us? Yeah. I think we need to, to continuously force the issue of being present mm. in these places. Um, another running joke, again, I'm telling a little bit of secrets, but there's about core, there's about core uh, seven black women mm -hmm. that um, have a little bit of a, a, a name for themselves in um, majority white spaces. Right. And the running joke is one of us has to always be there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and as much as we don't want to be, sometimes we have to be. Um, and then we got to come back and make sure we share everything that happened there mm -hmm. with those of us that were, will never, ever be invited to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how the next person comes along. Like, no, I don't really have time for you to pick my brain, but let me create workshops or let me create um, opportunities for me to speak so I can get it all out at one time to people. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you can catch me and I can give you some more, then, you know, I'm happy to do that. But like unlocking our VA, um, my close friend, Dr. Faith Wilkerson, has started these entrepreneur panels. Mm -hmm. um, and literally every other Wednesday in the hang suite, we're going to have about two or three entrepreneurs um, that, that are going to come in there. And we're just going to talk about our struggles, our strengths, you know, from all various different, you know, parts of um, career fields. Um, and I think that that's the way that, that you share it is that you, or that you inspire and that you share mm -hmm. um, and that you encourage people to, you know, to come in the room and just do it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the first thing is to, to just do it. Have that faith in yourself to just take that first step to do it. How do you get past that, that, that fear? Um, I know you were talking a little bit about failure mm -hmm. earlier, a couple seconds ago mm -hmm. but um I, i'm curious how you not every it's not built for everybody everybody's not gonna get over it right. not everybody's gonna do it um and you know that's that's the part of people that's the difference between an entrepreneur and someone that works a corporate job and goes right. nine to five you know like it is not built for everybody it is mm -hmm. it is some skin that you know just some people can't do but the fact that you tried it and that, you know, you, you realize that this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? That's part of a success um, is that you tried it and you're like, no, nah, I can't do this. So um, I think, again, the first step is will I have a house? Will I have a, a, how much will I lose mm. if I take this first step? You know, how much support do I have in taking this first step? Mm -hmm. I think you got to look at all of those things before you put yourself out there. That's 
That's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people do the opportunity cost game. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's like, I felt economics three times. Mm-hmm. SWOT analysis and all that. Yeah, looking Couldn't at your streets. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah, not yeah. do it to save my life. But my opportunity cost now has always been traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to put $500 in a pair of Gucci loafers mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because that can get me from yep. D.C. to China yeah. on a good day when plane we, tickets are low. Yeah, yeah. What's your opportunity cost? Yeah. Um, will I die? <laughs> you know, like that like what I mean, and I hope I'm answering your question. No, you like are. what is like how do I how do I gauge whether or not I'll do something? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Like how do I gauge you know, like um number one it, it does it fuel me does it drive me does it give me a little bit of a of a of a do I get excited about it you know mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll just gaze off and be like oh and then try to figure out can I make it work you know and then if it doesn't if the if, the, if it starts to flutter before the the big ooh then I'm like ah, no, I'm, not, I'm not you know I'm not doing that um but then I'm like mm, will this kill me no this will not kill me all right let's let's go Let's 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 at least try and let's see. So I think that that's kind of the my gauge on it all. Um, and with the urban hang suite, that was part of it. My my mom and my dad basically said they would cover my car and my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not married. I don't have any children. So that was a little bit of an ease on. There's nothing. There's there's no responsibility. Um, and um, yeah, that, that it wouldn't kill me by doing something like this. That's so exciting. To yeah. Hear. I, I, well, not the idea of like somebody really being pensive over their death, but mm-hmm. like the the risk involved. Mm-hmm. I am so risk averse mm-hmm. that it scares me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think a lot of people are though. Yeah, but I'm really not like trying to be out here, and I don't know why sometimes. I'm glad there are some people out there like that. Well, I will also say, not to pull like the millennial card, mm-hmm. but. Um, millennials are a little bit more hesitant just right. because we have a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Like, I shudder to think about losing my health insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a terrifying thing for me. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> that stops me from doing a lot, including taking mental health days that I need. Because yeah. I'm like, what if this is the day that my job decides to fire me? <laughs> oh, then wow. I don't have health insurance anymore. And car insurance, because my job also gives me my car insurance. But, um, you know, so I think that that's just a, it's a curse of our generation, for sure. We have, not saying that we have necessarily any more to think about than our parents did, but we kind of do. I'm one year, um, out of being a millennial. Oh, wow. Like, literally, the the old end. Yeah, the one year, I'm right at the cutoff. (laughs) Um, like, yeah, like, right there. And saying all that to say, my parents are like the boomers. I think they're the uh-huh. boomers. Um, and that when I was leaving Mama J's to go, I mean, when I was leaving VCU to go to Mama J's, like that right there was the worst thing that they I'd, I'd ever done in life. They could not. Mm-mm. That was that was the biggest decision. And I left in 2012. Uh-huh. Um, and I started talking about it in 2010. My that good good state job. Mm-mm. Right. You do not leave that good good state job because insecurity. Your your retirement, your 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 insurance, mm-hmm. your disability, all, your life, all of that is centered around that salary. Right. You know. Um, and that's how they get you. Yeah, that is that is, and so it's interesting that you say that because you know that gen- that generation is looking down at us like no 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 you don't work, but then 
what who's after millennials? Uh, Generation, Generation X. Yeah. Supposedly they won't. Their kids won't go to college. Yeah. They don't like, need to anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so because their kids won't go to college, like, you know, they're taking all these risks because they'll be entrepreneurs, right. you know, coming out of high school. And so, then we're kind of stuck in the, the the middle kind of where we're still trying to figure things mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why, but that's kind of why we started this podcast though, because we do want people to still take the risk mm-hmm. but we're trying to give them the tools so that they don't have to take such, such a, big a big risk, risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another thing and i don't know and and, 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 and age is a factor in this mm-hmm. i think that um like right around 27 28 i was like way into my career mm-hmm. then around 35 i was like oh family time look at this <laughs> like you know if i i gotta have a baby right now you know, and the guy that I was with at the time was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not into that, you know, and then that put another perspective in like, damn, like, I want to do this right now, but it's not necessarily, you know, what somebody else wants to do. So, you know, you know, kind of what is what does this mean for me? Um, and how am I living my life? And I, I, I think that I was like, OK, how many more years do I have to fail before it's not OK? You know, mm-hmm. when somebody goes, oh. I'm 27, and they got their, you know, chest puffed up. I'm like, oh, you're just 27. Oh, you going to mess up so many times between now and where I'm at right now. You know, and I laugh about it. And, like, when somebody's like, I'm leaving Richmond. All right, go ahead. How old are you? You'll be go. Back. You'll be back. <laughs> go. Go. Go out there. Go live. Go see all of that other things. And so I think it is 20 is wild. 30 is risk. 40 is we got it. 50 is don't tell me nothing because I'm in it and I'm on a whole nother level, you know, like supposedly from what I hear. Uh, Yeah, from what I hear. But I think that that has something to do with it. You have time, you know, and so think about another example. And I know I'm talking y'all head off, but I just what I do when I get in it. Um, My daddy said, I said, daddy, should I pull my retirement fund? And VCU being there for 14 years, it looked really good. Um, and And he said, well, yeah, you can't die with it. Don't forget, you don't got no kids. Your brother gets it. Like, oh, definitely using it. What? Immediately. What? Pull that money. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, my brother is, we're 13 years apart, so he'll be oh, 30. Wow. Yeah, he'll be 30. And I was like, oh, hell no. He can't have it. You know, like, now granted, yes, if something happens to me, he will get it. But that's the perspective at almost 43 that I have now on taking a risk, you know, at 35, I was, I might not have done that. You know, I might have been like, ooh, that's a little too close. Um, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good. But that's a great point to make, though. I mean, I feel like, and, and I feel like that's good advice for mm-hmm. people that are our age because at the end of the day, we can't take it with us mm-hmm. when we leave. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're saving up for something, you've been, been saving up for something, you want to make sure you get to a safe place, mm-hmm. you're never going to be in a safe place. Yeah. So just take the leap. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, like, don't do it stupidly, but do it. And knowing that by the time I can be at a retirement age, which I think now keeps getting into, like, the 70s. Right. So what is that, 23, 24 more years that, like, I could grind this out and build that egg back up? You know, like, Walmart greeter, I could be that. You know, like, I'm not mad at those types of things. I'm just saying, if worst case scenario, those are you know, 30-some years that I can build that back up. So. I mean, it's 
Yeah, don't be, don't be. It's real simple when you think about it, you know. Like, and that's another thing when I talk talk to like my students or like my former mentees or whatever. I'm like, y'all, don't complicate things. You know, like let's take this one day at a time. Like let's really wake up and be like, all right, Lord, what's up? What's good? What are we doing? What's happening today? You I'm know? Listening. Yeah, I'm yeah. What's 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 good? Um, and I also started to um like kind of have like some some affirmations and with my life and business coach and like I'll read certain things and it'll it'll be like, okay, y'all, we don't even know really what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know, like it's little something little as like I told the GM I was like payroll is way too high like oh my god like this is way too high and then I sat back and I was like yeah but we can we got payroll though <laughs> you know what I'm saying like ah it's high but we got it you know so Lord bring it down bring it down or 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 put my foot my steps or bring some people in here or do some things to get it down I I'm looking at the positives and every negative. I feel like you have to look at yeah. the positive and everything. Because yeah. there are going to be so many of those negatives yeah. that they need to... Yeah. They will stress you the out. Like but they're going to teach you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that stress, that whole element of health, and uh-huh. when we talk about mental health, number one thing with depression is stress. You know, mm-hmm. like um, alleviate the stress. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I, you, you took a lot of time out of your, out of your mental health day mm-hmm. to come and talk to us, and we really appreciate it. No problem. You just dropped some invaluable knowledge <laughs> on us, and uh, we're eternally grateful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, like, another thing that I'm big on is to be able to give it back. Mm-hmm. Somebody gave it to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, to selfishly, I think a lot of times when we get older, we're, like, we're scared. Mm-hmm of what that means to get older and we're scared that the next generation is going to come and take it from you or they don't know what they're talking about. Nah, y'all can have it. You got it. I'm so ready to sit back and watch uh-huh. and just be in awe. And, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, and just love it and, and let you fail and let you fall and, and laugh when you say, but Kel, you know, remember when I was bugging? And I'll be like, yeah, I remember when you was bugging. Look at you now. You know, like that, that's dope for me. So thank y'all for having me. Definitely appreciate it. I couldn't say any better than Cayman just said it. You are uh, a light in this dim town. Um, I can't wait to see what you're doing next. How can we support you? Uh, please yeah, make sure people come to, uh, please, please, please support <laughs> Urban Hang Suite. Programming starts um, in January. I'm excited about um, the different nights. Open mic, um, dinner and a DJ, uh, game night. Um, I might do this Saturday night brunch. That, Ooh, um, oh, my God. Turn yeah, up. Yeah, 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 that I've... Um, I got all of these programming things in my head that I want to get out. Um, and so it being a creative space, um, just get ready for that, especially with ABC coming in too. So oh, give it, yeah, yeah, sorry oh. if, that, if that made that loud, but yeah, <laughs> knocking on more wood. Um, and so then uh, start uh, Coffee with Strangers back up um, in January. We uh-huh. we have an official uh, sponsor for the podcast now. So um, yes. I'm excited. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah, <laughs> excited about that. Richmond Black Restaurant Experience, uh, March Fourth uh, through the eleventh, um, seven days of some great food, some great um, entertainment, and um, and then get ready for Dominion Fruit and Heart and Soul Brew Fest is back at Hardywood the yes. last Saturday in July. You just yeah. took I think my I did. Wig. I think I gave y'all a whole yeah, a, almost a whole year. Of my stuff. whole wig is gone. Yeah. Well, Thank we're you. dedicating yeah. our year to Urban Hang Suite but appreciate for it. sure. Yeah, y'all are already regulars. Like I need to you put know? y'all's name somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you haven't signed the board, please sign the board. Yeah, everybody that has been there numerous times, and the board is going up on the pallets in the back. So you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm, I'll point it out next time you're there. I'll be in there tomorrow. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. 
Well, I'll, and... pro- I'll probably also be there. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, this has been another episode of The Dream Differed, holding it down. Uh, I am your co-host, Christian. And Cayman. And we just had the wonderful Kelly Lemon uh, speak with us and give you some valuable information. And to make sh- uh, we wanted to make sure that you continue to try things and ask yourself, but did you bad at <laughs> Thanks again, Kelly. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.